life can be tricky, making us ask, what was that? Join host Jan Murray and her guests as they explore the that's of life. Welcome to Life After That. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Life After That. I'm Jan Murray, your host, and today we are welcoming Grant Trevarthen back to the show, and he will pick up right where he left off, where he's beginning to talk about right after his beloved wife, Claire, passed away from amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, and how they decided to not have a funeral, but a celebration of life. It was a hell of a party. I wore my best Hawaiian shirt. My shorts, my slops, we had about 80 people here. We had the champagne going, the beers. We had a party. We had mm-hmm. a party for Claire. But that day that she passed away, we went to her watch the sunset, the kids and myself. And we came home. Now it was dark. Uh, in the living room where she sat in a wheelchair, uh, well, there was a lamp next to it. I walked through to the bedroom and I just said, you know what, honey? Give me a sign. Give me something. You're okay. You made it to the other side. And I see this flashing going on behind me. I'm like, what on earth is that? Back in the living room. So I walk back there, and here's the lamp where she sat going on, off, on, off, on, off. Even my daughter came through from the kitchen, like, and she even said that, you know, that lamp has never done that. Mm-hmm. And, and we actually have a video footage of this because we had a camera over that area. Oh, wow. Stairs <laughs> came and she's like, what's happening with the lamp? You know, what's going on? And I'm like, yeah, that's mom, yeah. <laughs> and and it actually happened, what well, happened multiple times, but even when my sister came out uh, for the celebration of life party, which we had a month later, she came in from England. I picked up the airport, it came through. And as we came through the living room, I said, well, this is Claire's lamp. If you see it flashing, don't worry about it. It's just clear. And lo and behold, the lamp starts flashing. Oh, wow. This <laughs> <laughs> on camera. It's like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, That's so awesome. we've had, we have had so many contacts with Claire in all different aspects of, I mentioned the guy, Matt Fraser, mm-hmm. the psychic medium. A lot of people are like, eh. okay, well, he knows a thing or two. And it just so happened we came back from South Africa, and he was here in Dallas. And I thought, hey, I'm going to go up and see this guy in Dallas. And, the, you know, all the kids, oh, we want to come. Okay, let's make a whole thing of it. We'll drive up to Dallas. We'll stay in the hotel. And uh, we were in the auditorium, probably six, seven, eight hundred people in there. And we were actually upstairs on the balcony. Uh-huh. So we like, there's, there's no way we're going to get a reading up here. And right at the end, he says, you know what, hang on, he's going to go upstairs and do, you know, see who's upstairs there in the order, you know, in the sort of door. And he comes up there and he looks around, looks around, and he looks over to us. And he walks over to us. And he's like, um, your mother's here. Oh, wow. And we like, you know, me skeptical, me, and I'm like, well, here I'm sitting with three kids while this. And there's no mother. That's an apathy. Yeah, of course. You know, don't take rocket science. And then he started. 
and the things that he said that immediately goes to breathing. She couldn't breathe. She couldn't breathe. And she was surprised that she passed away so soon that she thought she would last long. We ordered, you know, uh -huh. you all think you're going to last a few years. Uh -huh. And he and how she thought she would pass away, that she wasn't coming home from hospital. We had two hospital visits and we came very close because they were giving her Zerloff for anxiety, which dropped her sodium level. Uh -huh. that we thought she wasn't going to make it. And he just started rattling stuff off. And one of the surprising things was um, he said how she was so impressed how we looked after her on this military-like schedule. And guess where the schedule came from? <laughs> I was in the Navy. I was in the Navy. One of my jobs was to do scheduling for shifts and things like that. I actually, with the kids, we had a 24-7 shift. Mm -hmm. And I based it military schedule, you know, so many hours on. So and he had no so, way of knowing any of that, did he? he? He didn't know that. No, no. And, you know, and just it, it went on and on that we were all blown away by this. Just when we when we went visiting in South Africa on vacation, we went to the beautiful game farm and out in the middle of nowhere in the bushes. And I'm walking outside just before dinner time. And again, and again, I'm like, honey, you know, I know you're here with me. I know their presence is here. And I said, just give me a sign. Give me something. And I walked walk back inside. I sat down at the dinner table. Uh, dinner was being served. What starts playing on the radio? Our wedding song. Oh, wow. I've never, I've never heard it play. It's from 1996. <laughs> and our wedding song. <laughs> just, it, I... I you believe know, we, it. We I were talking it. about, you know, the uh, for the people that, um, what uh, Joe Dispenza, I don't know if you ever heard of him, Dr. Joe Dispenza, he wrote the book, and I also encourage people to read that, is You Are the Placebo. So what got me going was neuron. You know, you've probably heard about the neuron stem cell treatment and all the controversy oh, yeah, going yeah, yeah. And they spoke about the placebo group doing so well that it kind of diluted the, the you know the results and i said okay what about the placebo effect everybody knows about the placebo effect so that got me going down that rabbit hole uh which i came up onto his book you are the placebo and i read that book this is what claire's still you know we we, we trying to get on top of this als mm -hmm. and then you, I started watching all the testimonials on on YouTube on people, most of them with cancer, on on the power of the mind, right? The brain that, and we were never able to go to anything because of COVID. Uh, so Claire did start a lot of meditations, but I carried on. I've carried on with the meditations, and it's not meditating just to feel good and to relax, you know, that's a passive, I think they call it passive meditation. I'm not sure what the name is, but the, the meditation that he teaches you or you teach yourself eventually is to connect, to change things in your life. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, it's something people can explore by themselves, but 
it it's a wonderful thing. Interesting. And I, you probably know more. I don't know. You know, to what happens in afterlife? Where do you go? What what really happens out there? Right. And last week, I decided I'm taking my travel trailer. I'm going down to the beach. Right in in uh, Port Aransas, I don't know if you know Texas at all, Corpus Christi, you can camp right My brother on the beach. used to live down that way, so I'm familiar with some of it, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, we are off-grid, as they call it. I'm right on the beach, and it is the worst weather possible. The wind was howling. We were storms coming through and whatever, and I said, you know what? I'm just going to meditate for a week. I'm going to do meditation and see where this goes. And I connected. I connected with Claire. Yay. You you can people people say, I don't I haven't dreamt of their loved one. Right. You see I, that and you read that a lot, the widow groups too. I haven't dreamt. And and they looking outside. Why haven't they come to me in my dream? Don't look outside. Look within. It is. You us. had a great dream recently. I saw your post. Oh, that Valentine's. that was. Yes, I yes. read that. I, I dream of Claire every week, multiple times. Every week, I just it, it's just nonstop but it's what you have to do from within. Mm -hmm. Don't look outside. They're not visiting me. They are visiting you. We're not groomed. Raise your frequency. Raise your frequency in life. Stop. I disconnected my TV, my dish network. I don't want that anymore. I don't watch I still have my TV, I but I understand exactly I, what I watch saying. YouTube. I watch YouTube. I watch yeah. you know, some things. You know, Netflix I've got, but as far as the news and all that nonsense. I don't watch yeah. that. I watch documentaries or something that means something yeah. to me. That's pretty yeah. much what I do. Ra yeah. Ra raise your frequency that you're living in mm -hmm. and you will see magic will happen. Mm -hmm. You will start if you want to have those dreams of, of your loved ones and things. You know, the, the other night I said to my dad, I was like, you know, and I joke. I joke a lot nowadays. I'm like, where have you been? Where, where, where? Why haven't you come to me in a dream? What, where, you know, did I piss you off? Did I do something? Yeah, I upset you, whatever. <laughs> you know, and lo and behold, I'll have a big elaborate dream. And I'll record all my dreams now too. That, you know, and, and this is how you get better at it, at remembering the dreams. And, you know, I'll record up to four dreams a night that, you know, when I wake up, I, I you know, don't get up, don't go to the toilet, don't record it or right. write it down. And the more you do it, the more you'll dream of it. And last week, I, I, you know, you, you say that post of me with Claire that I went and sat on the, on the bench. Yes. And she just loved me. The love, it's indescribable. Yeah. Just a passionate hug and the kiss she gave me, just unbelievable. Last it made week, me happy to read that. It was a great post. It, last week, my experience knocked that out the park. I I walked with Claire, I danced with Claire, I spoke to Claire. She she acknowledged, even I bought her 
some flowers two weeks ago. I'm still like that. Yeah. Because I miss I didn't miss the Valentine's thing, but you know, the prices were crazy. I'm like, I'll buy you flowers all the time. So I bought her flowers. She and it's through meditation. It's through meditation, not just a dream. It's now intentionally going in there. Mm-hmm. Raising your frequency that you see things and experience things that you wouldn't else experience. Mm-hmm. And I just you know, people might think, oh, Grant's gone crazy. Yeah, he's maybe smoking some stuff or whatever. But I tell you what. I think people it, don't go through the things we've been through and they don't understand. That's it, the way yeah. I see it. Yeah. There, there, there's there's a whole world out there that is all around us all the time. Yeah, and I think God, in his us. goodness, actually allows us to see those things that we're ready to see. And some people probably are not ready to see. I think you have to be ready. I actually have a psychic friend. He's actually a friend. He's from Alabama, but he is in uh, California. And he's he's a psychic intuitive, he calls himself, to actually quite a few people in California, including some famous people. But um, I met him because I interviewed him for a news story years ago. And that's how I got to know him. And I actually messaged him one night. I said, so Bill's sister said she had this wonderful dream and God allowed him to visit her and he hugged her and everything was fine. And I was so mad. I was like, he hasn't visited me. I don't understand why he's visiting his sister and he hasn't visited me. What the hell? You know, And yeah. he he got really quiet and, and uh, basically he said, it's he's very busy on the other side and you're not quite ready. Absolutely. Like, okay. And it you can make long, yourself ready. Yeah. And it wasn't long after yeah. that, that I started noticing four thirteen on the clock again, four thirteen is my date of birth for April 13th. Yeah. And I, and I thought, well, it would make perfect sense for him to try to connect with me with something I would notice. So I will wake up at four thirteen AM for no reason. There it is on the clock. Uh, yeah. I may be driving somewhere and that'll be the time on the clock um, or or to show up in other ways. And so it's got where now when it shows up, I'm like, hey, Bill, I miss you. I'm glad you're here, you know, and the, yeah. the last few weeks, the numbers haven't come up anywhere in any shape, form or fashion. And I'm thinking, why aren't you coming around? I don't get it. I guess you are busy oh, yeah. now. As of today, uh, was it, I was at work and uh I don't know, 20 something appointments today. Super busy. I was tired. Yeah. Um, and I looked up and right there on my computer screen, 413. I'm like, finally, you're back. <laughs> it's about time you're back. In my birthday week, you better come. <laughs> yeah. So I hope you know, he's my- around because I'm going, um, I live about two hours north of the Gulf of Mexico, Panama City Beach, Fort Walton, Destin, those areas. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm driving down into the peninsula of Florida this weekend. I'm going to Crystal River, Florida to, to dive and swim with manatees. Nice. And that's nice. A, it's a bucket list. I've been slowly going and checking Wonderful. off bucket lists. And uh, I'm Absolutely. going to do that this weekend and um yeah so i kind of it's something that he thought we would do together at some point we had talked about it in, the, in our marriage never did so i hope he'll be there i wear i have this yeah. ring i don't know if you can see that 
um it's blurry i think oh there we go yeah I saw yes. okay yeah so the oh, one thing fingerprints the one finger that he could still move was his right thumb. So after yeah. his death, I had an impression taken of his thumb yes. before he was cremated. And then his thumbprint is engraved all the way around that band. So I wear that. Yeah. So when my I kid went, said that made too. Yeah. Yeah. So when I went skydiving, I took him with me and he'll go with Lovely. me to, to swim with the manatees. And I've gone on lots of other adventures too. So I always wear my ring. Yeah. You know, a funny thing happened to me yesterday. Uh, my dad always kind of taught me, always stopped to pick up that penny. You know, where there's one penny, I will always pick up the penny. And, you know, I've picked up pennies here and there. And the weird part is, is that since Claire passed away, it's been blown out of all proportion. I am picking up pennies all over the place. Now, you think, now, they're not going to physically leave you a penny, obviously. But there's something, I believe, in the mind that you're walking out there, something tells you, look down. You know, you look down, there's a penny. Yeah. And yesterday, and, and I have got a string of them, a few dozen now. I mean, it, it, it's it's just ridiculous how many I'm picking up. Well, and you're more aware. And I think that's what happened to me. We become more aware. I, so we see that, it's, which was probably already there. Well, we just weren't aware. Oh, they're always there. I mean, people are dropping pennies all over the place. Yeah, but, but I mean, what? we're not aware of the other connections that we are aware now. Right. So we we see those things better now. And, yeah. I, you know, I'm well, sure that people think I'm cuckoo, too, sometimes. I don't talk about this a lot. I do on the podcast. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but. I don't well, what happens yesterday? Believe me or not, I know what I experienced. Oh, well, this is it. So I got a Home Depot yesterday. Yesterday? Day before. Saturday, I think. Whatever. And uh, I walk out of Home Depot, and I'm walking across the parking lot, look down, and there's a penny. But there's this really beat-up, mutilated penny. I mean, it's been through the walls, this penny. And I pick it up, and I'm like, really, honey? I'm like, look at this penny. This is a sad-looking penny. So anyway, I, I keep walking probably another 30, 40 yards. My car's on the other side of the parking lot. And I look down again. And what do I see? A brand new, shiny penny on the ground. <laughs> another, it's, it's after you complain. <laughs> after I complain about this beat up penny, it's like almost like, okay, well, he has a brand new, I mean, this penny is like made, it was made yesterday. Brand new. I just, I just laughed. I'm like, really? Oh, that's funny. I love just, it. Just, just funny things like that. But, you know, it, it even to know, I, I connect with Claire a lot in, in all sense. Uh, it just, the energy that I get that I, that goes through my body. I mean, I physically jerk and shake, you know, there's a, there's a physical reaction that I have which I've never had, you know, uh, energy, just energy. Well, you can't destroy uh, energy. Our energy stays that's here. So. That is it. I mean, it, it it's a beautiful thing. It doesn't make it any easier. You know, mm -hmm. I feel, I mean, like we all feel, especially at our prime, you know, when we purchased this house, we were the beginning of our retirement mm -hmm. or the semi-retirement. As I said, we didn't have a mortgage payment. It's, you know, if we didn't feel like working today, we didn't have to work. 
you know, that that's what the plan was. We were going mm -hmm. to buy that, that RV or travel trailer or whatever, because we'd sold our old one, and we were going to go start traveling. You know, we, we had already, after when we went to Canada to get that visa, Mm -hmm. We had already booked and paid for our first trip. We were going through Dubai. We were going to Cape Town. We were going all over the place. Um, it was booked and paid for already. That's how close we came to the semi-retirement. And, and mm -hmm. it just feels that's been ripped away. Right. So, I mean, uh, I, I, that's what gets me as well. I mean, the, yeah. the dreams and the things and the plans from went away. And, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm turning 61 Thursday. And yeah. um, I have no idea if I ever get to retire, actually retire, because all of my financial yeah. stability went away. And yeah. uh, um, we did go into medical bankruptcy before he died. And, yeah. uh, you know, all everything about my future just changed. Yeah. So, you know, but I, I keep. As you know, he told I, me to do, I keep yeah. on keeping on, and that's what I'll keep on doing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit that I planned ahead because yeah. I heard people talk about this as a bankruptcy disease. Yeah. So, you know, in, in Texas, your homestead is protected no matter what. Nobody can touch your homestead. So when we sold our old home and we bought the new home, yes, we're mortgage-free, beautiful house. You know what? Guess what? It's protected. So everything else, that's what they call bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. In in fact, the day she passed, you know, it it not that even that that was hard enough. That morning, I actually had my bankruptcy hearing. You know, it was a stressful day. Sure. I filed bankruptcy. You know, because I'd learned to use the system. Mm -hmm whether it's taking food stamps, whether it's it doesn't matter, whether it's for energy assistance or pay utility bills, swallow mm -hmm. your pride and protect yourself. Right. Protect yourself. I looked at it, you know, when we went to Canada, we had money in the bank. Like I said, we had two years of money in the bank. We had kids, money for the kids' college. We had, you know, my daughters, both daughters had to pull – they were about to go to UT to college. They had to pull out because they didn't know if mom and dad were coming home again. Right. So that's it. You know, then when we got home, we couldn't send them to UT. We had to send them to uh, ACC Community College uh -huh. because we didn't know where the next paycheck was coming from. Right. And, you know, and financially, that's a lot better thing because it, it's a 10% of what you're paying at college. You know, people don't want to admit it, but it's it's a uh, stigma. Oh, you went to community college. Ooh, oh, I send know. my university you know, students to community uh, college during the summer because it's half the price of year. where I work. Yeah, yeah. Ours was 10, 10% of the price. So there was a lot of swallowing pride. But I also looked ahead and said, what do we need to do to survive this? Not only you know, for me, but for the kids as well. And, right. you know, quite frankly, I, I would do it all again. I well, no I mean, you did what you had, like I said before, you did what you had to do you to do, survive. You do it. And Absolutely. If it weren't for people reaching out and helping us, we had a GoFundMe or two or three, maybe. I, I'm not sure what we would have done uh, without, you know, help. And yeah. his last, uh, you know, the last few years, 
he had his social security disability. I stayed home to take care of him because somebody had to do it and home health care cost too much. So oh, eventually yeah. I actually had to put Bill in a nursing home because uh, my health was suffering. And once he got there and I wasn't trying to lift him every day, I was able to go back to a journalism job. He flourished. I mean, it was in a great place. I was there every day. I was able to work. And life was actually pretty normal there for a couple of years. But then he really went downhill very quickly. And I left that job so I could be with him. And it wasn't too long after that when he passed. And and then yeah. it was like I had to regroup very quickly because I was like, okay, my job's gone that I just gave up. What am I going to do? So I just reinvented myself again, started a different career. And here I am. Wow. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> here I am. Yeah. I'm going to swim with manatees it's... Saturday. I held rattlesnakes two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, I'm always doing oh, something. Always yeah. doing something. Yeah. No, we... You know, it, it's it's been a journey. It's it's been a blessing in a lot of ways. Uh, I see the good. I, I try and you know, I'm always I've always been the person is a glass half full, half empty. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I try and look at the positive. As I say, it doesn't. I don't want to go out and party. You know, it it, it still hurts. It hurts like hell. Oh yeah, and you're only uh, you're out for goodness sakes. So. Yeah. But I have a good understanding, and it gives me great comfort to know that Claire's right here. Right, I mean, and she's not sick heaven. wherever she's where she's in heaven or whatnot. She's not sick, oh, and, and luckily she's able no, to visit. With not you. at all. Yeah, you yeah, know, that's it, how I say we, about we've Bill. spoken. We've spoken to a couple of psychic people, you know, by chance actually, and. And the one lady said to me, she said, oh, it was a friend of mine We're in South Africa. I didn't know that his wife, never met her, but, you know, she was, she's gifted. <laughs> and she just said she's got a message that um, Claire said she can run again, but she's not going to run a marathon anytime soon. <laughs> now, that doesn't sound anything special, but if you know Claire, we used to run at Orange Theory and that. She was never a gifted runner. It was always a battle to run. Mm-hmm. So she could run. It was not go, not at the top of the list. So that's exactly something she would say. She can run again, but she's not going to be running a marathon anytime yeah. soon. I understood that. You know, it's like, wow, where did that come from? Just, just, oh, I've had so many contacts. And like I say, after last week, when, when, when I can sit and walk through the house and talk and dance with her. And we walked around the top of Table Mountain. We walked it a few times around and, and spoke. And, and people think, and, you know, that's not possible. Believe me, it's possible. It, it, if you want it to be possible, it is possible. Because they, our loved ones are with us mm-hmm. all the time. We miss them. They don't miss us. They're with us. They're perfectly they happy it. and they're around anyway. So, they, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and like I say, I, I'm not one to go to the church, you know, you know, <laughs> every week. <laughs> Things have changed. I, I Things stopped. Have... I stopped for a couple of years. But like I said, I found 
It's called Our Safe Harbor Church. And I found online, I knew who the minister was. And I really love it. And so I watch online, listen to it online every week and midweek. And actually going to go visit. The, they're on a sound stage in Nashville. I'm going to visit at the end of the month. And okay. Uh, okay. I... Uh, it's finally, I feel like I found a church home because all the traditional churches, I just, I love all the people and they're wonderful and sweet, but it didn't yeah. fit where my mind or my heart or my spirit is anymore. That, and like I'm I said, saying, I got more open, more liberal thinking. I mean, I still believe oh, absolutely. in God and Christ and what he gave and all that, but I oh, believe absolutely. the mark is being missed in terms that we have too many rules and it's not about the rules. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I have changed a lot. I have. And that transformation started probably after year one, probably year two and three. I started realizing, you know, I don't fit this place anymore. This place this uh, is not, this isn't who I am anymore. And I'm yeah. very comfortable with who I am now. So, yeah. And and mine changed right at Claire's passing. I mean, even maybe a few months before, mm-hmm. once I started reading, you know, and, and the more you look and the more you open you are to looking. You have, know, you read, act, have you, you read have you read any started. of Eben E B E N Alexander's books? He's a neurologist. No, Need to read his not. books. It's called he it's by Eben E B E N Alexander. Just look him up. Okay. I have all of them on Audible because I lay there and listen to them when I'm going to sleep. Oh, I do that uh, too. Audible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. he is, his books, actually the minister of the church that I now attend via online actually mm-hmm. wrote about that book and how it really made him rethink about some things. And so I said, hmm. So I went and got it. And this guy, I can't remember now what happened to him, but he wound up in a coma. But the thing is, being a neurologist, I think he was already an atheist or something. But okay. <laughs> he started <laughs> he started realizing, hey, there really is something out there. And there's something out there. Yeah, it's really, really good. And he's written two or three books. And uh, the first book I think he wrote, I think, is my favorite. But I have them all on Audible. I, I think it's a good yeah. one to do. Good one to read. I, sure. I, I just encourage people have an open mind. Have an open you know, mind. That's the don't, thing. Don't, don't be afraid don't be of questioning and looking and searching. Things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I, I believe in, in most of what the Bible says. I haven't sure. read the whole Bible, but you know, I've been brought up Christian. But I do also say that when man is involved, thank uh, you. This is a whole That's other podcast things, show right here. <laughs> that is correct. Things go awry and yeah, manipulated I, to the agendas, and you know, and like you say, another another podcast. And what there's I've another. There is happiness. definitely more to, it. and that's another reason I also like the church I'm part of. It. He actually he does what uh, his name is Patrick Mead. And he does a Monday morning message. And if you go on YouTube and you look up our safe harbor church and you mm. look up the Monday morning messages, like literally the last couple of years, he addresses all of those hard topics and why that's not really what was meant and why it's not that way or why it is that way. Right. Uh, recently he did a series on hell and 
I don't believe there is a hell and he doesn't either. And I was just, no, really, he doesn't it, believe I finally found and see, I've been following him for 15 or 16 years. And, but I, I was like, Oh, wow, I need to hear him. I need to hear more. And so I found that, the, that him, and I found that that church thinks more the way that I do now since I've transformed yeah. and he does, he just addresses lots of answers. I oh. guess this morning's message was about who told you church has to be on the first day of the week. He does. It's like, who told you this? <laughs> it's great. And he talks about how that all was just really a political. I'd like to get that information because I, I'm the same. I don't believe there is a hell. Not, no. not the way. The not the eternal is. torture. Right. Because that goes against yeah. the character of God. It really does. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. he might annihilate someone who is inherently evil and can't just is not going to reform. I don't know. Oh yeah, I know. You you still going to you know? <laughs> you got to be you know. You still got to pay for things. But some people might not, you know. Yeah. But in Revelation, it says every knee will bow. Well, I believe that, but doesn't yeah. mean someone's actually going to want to follow. So maybe they just yeah. leave existence. I can't imagine the God that we so. love. Sending someone to eternal torture? No, no. I, th I think a lot of us are going to be surprised when we get there. Like, how the hell did you get here? Yeah. Like, you know, why, well, why are you here? <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. Yeah, yeah no, I, I mean, always say, you know, a real bad person may not be sitting at the right hand of the father at the dinner table, but you know, you might yeah. have to start off in the basement. But you know, no. You may have a chance uh, to fix things at, at least to a point. Uh, you know, I think there's yeah. a lot of grace out there, and we're all gonna we're all gonna find out there was way more grace than we thought. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. I've changed a lot, so you know, we've actually gone right on into your se second episode talking about things that have happened since, and it sounds like you've been yeah. on a big transformation, very much like me. And you're not the only one, and yeah. I'm not the only one. There's actually been other episodes that I don't think all of them are streaming. I'm. I'm taping these quite a few months in advance and yeah. um a lot of people feel this way is we're not alone mm -mm. yeah not alone and i'm not but my experiences that i had like i said i i went camping last week and you know the weather was extremely bad and i'm grateful for that because yeah. my experience that i had and the time i spent doing meditations, raising my frequency. And the, the experiences that it gave me are just out of this world. Mm -hmm. Just unbelievable. The love that I felt was, I'd hate to say in, in a lot of them, I was crying like a baby with love. Absolute divine love. Well, you know... In the Bible, Jesus meditated, the disciples meditated, prophets meditated. When they went to commune with God, they went to the mountaintops and they did these things. Why yeah. would we think it would be any different now? The, yeah. Just, you know, that experience, it's like, wow, wow. Mm -hmm. You know, to, to, to have, you know, not that I want to be overwhelmed with connecting with Claire. But I just know she's around me all the time. It's so, and, it, and it's I'm so, sure she wants you to live and continue your life here. Until oh, absolutely. And I, I intend to. I yeah, intend same to, here. And that's know, why it, I do what I do. Yeah. 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 
I I intend, you know, to live my life to the fullest, you know, yeah. to enjoy it, to to you know, to to do everything I want to do, to knock out that bucket list, to yeah, and that's what I do. I, I put mine on yeah. Facebook the other day with my little check marks, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it's sad because I was supposed to have gone over to Europe to to Spain with Claire's dad. I love loved it there, and Claire passed away in March of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, what just over a year ago now. Uh, her mom wasn't well. Her, their parents came out in December, that December, just before she passed for Christmas. Her mom passed away mid-December. Uh, they were in England. And I was planning, I called the dad, and I said, listen, come out, come visit us, come, you know, we're going going to do things. He was a fit and healthy in the 70s. He passed away Jan- January. Heart yeah. attack. So both all, her parents three, have passed since her. All three of them gone, you know, within a year. And and that was sad because we I was re- I really got on well with the dad. You know, my dad's passed away and and um, you know, he was planning to come out here. Uh everything was just a go. You know, it, it was it would have been good to have him here, you know, for as long as he wanted to stay. Mm-hmm. And you know, all that came to a sudden end. So, you know, what do they call it? A widow's syndrome. Yeah. Is it? Is that what they call it? Widow's syndrome? It's something like that. They, and they, there are, you know, people die are, of a broken heart. You know, one dies and the other one dies shortly thereafter. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, as far as from a kid's side, I think they okay. You know, they, at least the discussions I've had with them, they seem fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know what goes on within. Um, yeah, I was going to ask how are the kids doing because they're what in their you have one that's in the late um, teens or no, no, he's turning 21. 21. Okay. Yeah. It's it's amazing, you know, going back to my when we were thrown out of the country in Canada and all that. All bets are off. You know, I call my kids if you ever want a good fake driver's license, ask a teenager. You know, I call <laughs> my kids up like, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I call my kids up. I need a fake driver's license. Where, where's the bed? What the bed? Yeah, okay, go here, go there, whatever. Oh know, my I'm, gosh, I'm, I, I'm I'm renting cars with a fake driver's license. So oh my gosh, I'm you driving. had to do what I, you had to do. <laughs> oh, you you just you don't care anymore. I just you know, my mom hates me for this, but I said, Mom, I don't care. Don't sweat the small stuff anymore. I need a fake driver's license to drive. That's what I need. Get a fake driver's license. I went to South Africa, renting cars, going places on a fake license. You know, now in America, you can't drive on a fake driver's right. license. Do that. But you can pretty much do everything else. <laughs> but now not, you're, you, but now your life is back normal, right? I mean, you've got, are you still under perfect. a green card? I'm not familiar with how. I, I am. Yeah. In two years, I can get my citizenship. But, you know, Everything from being so upside down, everything turned to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all the miracles that happened, everything fell into everything went perfect, excepting Claire's health deteriorated. That her symptoms started in that December, in that I think it was March, we got our green card. And once you've got the green card, everything is perfect. So everything 
went so well, but yet her health, that was the price to pay. Right. That, you know, that was the only, you know, the miracles along the way. I actually made a list of them the other day. These multiple, multiple miracles that we would call miracle that happened through the journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, unexplained. Why was it just meant to be the universe? This was. I call it path. divine intervention. <laughs> that, that's what it was. Yeah. There, were, there was so much divine intervention through the whole journey. You know, like I said, going back to when, when I got my visa in South Africa, that should not have happened. Mm-hmm. Starting from that. It's I'm so glad that it did. All these, oh, it, it just changed everything. You know, well, and, and it was a I journey. just think your journey's been amazing. And I'm also very amazed at how far you've come in such a short period of time. But I think your openness and your willingness to go forward, but also to recognize your connections, I think that has a lot to do with how well you're doing as well. Yeah. It took me longer to get there, but I'm there now. I feel good. I feel good about everything now. I'm good. Yeah. Um, So we'll go ahead and start winding down. I wanted to ask you, I guess a final question, really. This uh, this podcast right now is downloaded and listened to in 17 countries as of today, which is April 10th, um, okay. 2023. Nice. 17 countries, including South Africa, by the way. Oh, and, very nice. Yeah, that's one of the countries. I, I keep up with my analytics to see where people are when they're listening. The UK is a big listener. There's quite a few people downloading over in the UK. Um, France, Canada has a lot, U.S., some other countries, a couple that I didn't even, I honestly didn't even know there were countries. But uh, when you said South Africa, I was like, cool. Um, somebody downloads there every single time I put up an episode. There's There's been dozens of episodes downloaded from that country. So we actually have people okay. listening from everywhere. So when you think about that and the disease and the different ways it treats people, what would you, as you're one year out now, what would you say to those who are about to go through what you and I have already been through? What would you tell them to do to get through that ending and to continue on afterwards? To get to the ending, be prepared. Be one step ahead of the disease all the way. Don't, don't, oh, we're just going to let it run its course. And, you know, and, and, and so you're playing defense. You know, you must play the offense all the way through. Okay. Be prepared emotionally, financially, in all aspects, like even down to voice banking, just everything. Be prepared. Be one step ahead. In We know where it's going. In 99.9% of cases, you don't. Um, you don't know how long it's going to go. Right. Um, try and be the loving wife or the loving husband every now and again, which is difficult because you're so immersed in being the caregiver. Right. That you you forget to be that loving wife and husband. And once that's taken away, then you realize. So, you know, try and incorporate that in. Um after the fact, the heartache doesn't stop. It just changes. It just changes form. 
because you you know when you're going through this you you've got that heartache and once your loved one is gone it's a different heartache uh-huh. then there's you know you've got to regroup and and that that may last longer than the actual disease you know uh, the, the, through the progression of the disease i don't know whether it's better to have it go 10 years or one year i don't you either know, i i don't know it, you know that but it, after the fact my saving grace and i can honestly say this was starting off with those two books that my sister told me about years ago that i thought you're smoking something destiny of souls uh, by Robert, not Robert, Michael Newton, I say, uh-huh. Journey of Souls. That opened the door. And if you have an open mind, that helped me a lot. Just to know your loved one hasn't gone anywhere. I have to look that up. You know, they, they, they have not gone anywhere. They are right there with us. And that's got me through. That gets me through every day. Just to know that, you know, the loved one is still with us. Yeah, you know, they what what is the Newton's law? Energy can never be created or destroyed. It merely That's changes right. from one form to another. That's it. Merely yeah. changes. And so they haven't gone gone anywhere. Um that's you know how I live. And and you know what? Don't sweat the small stuff anymore. Suddenly you have a different perspective on life. You really yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You really do. I had someone tell me today, they're like, I'm just trying to tread water and stay alive every day. And you're out here doing all this wild stuff. I looked at her and I said, life is too short. I've lost too much. I'm done with all that. Absolutely. I'm going to, I'm going to live. I seek joy yeah. and I don't look back. I try not to look yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. One of my, one of my weird changes that I've had is just becoming connected with earth. You know, I, I I've never been a tree hugger. Um, I've never been a tree hugger, but for whatever reason, we had a big ice storm come through and I had to chop down a tree. You know that I actually apologized to it? (laughs) Well, I tell my students sometimes to take off their shoes and walk in the grass and get grounded back to earth. They looked at me like I was crazy. I said, no, I'm I'm not kidding, guys. It really makes a difference. It gives you a different kind of energy. Take off your shoes and go walk in the uh, grass and just close yeah. your eyes and breathe in the air. Because one Absolutely. of the things in one of my classes, we talk about the stress and the time management and them dealing with being away from home. And and I'm like, yeah. go outside, close your eyes, take off your shoes and feel the grass. And they were just like, she's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it works. It it does something yeah. to you. Oh, it I does. Do it all the time. All Absol- the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And meditation. Meditation. I mean, me of all people, if you said to me a couple of years ago, I'm going to be doing meditation, I get up at 4.30 every morning. I do two hours of meditation, you know, on average. You know, this, this last week I did eight hours a day. That wow. got me to that level. That wow. got me to the level of where I went. And like I say, I won't talk about everything because people think I'm smoking something, but it, it's... <laughs> The, the the meditation is a wonderful thing. Yeah. You yeah. know, and even if you just meditate, I mean, sometimes, if, especially if I can't sleep, I'll get insomnia. 
I will tell Alexa, I love Alexa. I have my little Alexa. Yeah. Alexa, I can't sleep. Help me meditate. And she'll play music and has guided meditation. And I'll lay there and just do that just to get connected with what I need, you know, so I yeah. can go to sleep. Yeah. So there's different forms and levels of the meditation. But I think your advice is very good. And I just want to thank you for coming and being open and willing to share everything that Thanks, you all Jenny. went through before and during and now that you're experiencing after i hopefully it can help others and that's my goal with the podcast is to help others either going through this or i also hope that some uh caretakers and medical yeah. people actually listen to this at some point so they know where we're all coming from because everybody's stories are similar but also very different and I just yeah. really hope it helps other people. There, there is another thing that I, I found out real quick is that the, and we probably all know this, that neurologists, you know, I've got a, a you know, I've got all the respect for them. They're very yeah. intelligent people. They're very good up to the point of diagnosis. Once you've been diagnosed, yeah, you're on your own. They kind of write you off. All of them do. They write you yeah. off. Don't, yeah, don't, you know, you're on your own. They, they've diagnosed you, leave the office, and... They're done. You know, yeah. yeah. Because, you know, when people go back, they just get bad news every time. Yeah, it's just... Well, I mean, you know, we grieve. When you go through ALS, you're grieving every day because there's some sort of loss every day. Um, yeah. And it can take a bit to get over all that, and some of it you don't ever get over. But I think the key, yeah. I think I found it. I think you found it even really early. You know, as you yeah. keep reaching forward, you keep living, and you realize that you're still connected in certain ways, and you just keep oh, going. Absolutely. I mean, you keep searching yeah. for that next thing, and that's what I'm doing. So, yeah, right. Well, well I want to thank you once again. Thank you so much for coming on, and. Uh, no, thank you for having me and sharing this. It's been great. And, Absolutely. You know, share my story. I'm sure that, you know, there's many more stories out there of oh, yeah. the challenges. And, you know, it's not something you wish on anybody or even your worst enemy. I was going to say, I always say, don't wish this on your worst enemy ever. No, I'd no. rather have been, I'd rather him have been diagnosed with cancer than ALS. At least with cancer, you've got some kind of hope. You, you've got a fighting chance. Yeah. 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 With ALS, you really you don't not in this and, day and, and time and, and you can never say i can never do that because i i used to be the type of person that when you walk through the parking lot and you see somebody paralyzed in a chair let alone completely paralyzed you know i can't do that there's no way i can do that and here i am you know here we were you're looking after the wife and it was only a pleasure i would do it all over again oh i don't and, know if i would or not <laughs> No, I, I would have done anything would, for him, but I I really don't ever want to be in the position to have to do it again. You know? No, no, I, I I don't. But, you know, for my wife, you know, only a pleasure. It was only yeah. a pleasure looking after him. Well, because, and you know yeah, that she would have done hard, the same right? for you. Yeah. yeah. Mm -mm. You don't. You don't. Yeah. Well, hopefully what so, we've shared can help some others, and that's where we're going to end it today. And right. thanks once again.